0: We're right now in the middle of a uh, series that we're bringing on Sunday mornings about hope. First Sunday that we looked at this, we talked about hope as being, and we understood it from the Bible, that faith produces hope. And hope plus faith together help us to walk in love. Amen? Sometimes we think about that verse and somebody wants to quote it and say, "About oh, the greatest of these is love. Well, the outcome of these is love, actually. And the end product of these is love. But if you love without faith and love without hope, then you're going to be very far short. It's a process. It starts with faith. Faith in our heart about the promises of God. That produces hope. Amen? Amen? Hope is that expectation. It's all about expectation. And when you put faith and hope expectation together then you can walk in love because you know that it's all going to work out okay because God said it did <laughs> then we looked at it in the second week we looked about restoring hope because we've all been at times when we've lost hope when we thought it was hopeless hopelessness and then God comes and breathes new life into us again and says no it's not hopelessness it's hopefulness and God wants to fill us with hope and we've been working around this whole verse from Romans chapter fifteen thirteen, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. What a great verse. Then last week, Pastor Dan, he talked to us and, and showed us again this progression of how, how that if we want to grow our hope, all we've got to do is grow our faith. If you grow your faith, your, your hope will grow. And we'll see before we finish this, next Sunday is our last one in the series. By the time we finish this, you will see that we will then be a people who truly walk in the love that we know that God wants us to walk in. This week is giving hope. So we've talked about a new day and and all of that this week. It's a new way. And the new way is giving hope. In 1927... There was a U.S. Navy submarine that sank to the bottom because of an accident in the bay near Cape Cod. The entire crew was trapped. I hate films about submarines on the bottom. They, 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 they're just so tense, aren't they? <clears throat> Every effort was made to rescue these guys, but all of those, those um, rescue missions had failed. Near the end of a four-day attempt, can you imagine it? To bring these men to the surface, a diver placed his helmeted ear to the side of a vessel and heard one of the submariners tapping out this message in Morse code on the side of the submarine. And when he interpreted it in Morse, it said, Is there any hope? I mean, that's an awesome moment. You're on the floor in a submarine. But you know, we say that sometimes, don't we, in our own lives, in our experiences that we go through. We all go through stuff and we ask ourselves is there any hope? There are people around you, at work, in your family, your neighbors, who are asking that question. And you and me need to be givers. hope we have a message to bring to the world in which we are living giving hope we are the people that God has trusted to to be able to go and help somebody through their day and bring them into a new day so that they're not tapping on the side of their sub of their submarine saying is there any hope and there is no answer But when somebody's tapping on the side of their submarine tomorrow when you go to work or this afternoon when you talk to a member of your family or even to yourself sometimes that you can hear the answer that says Jesus is our hope. Amen? Remember that process. Faith produces hope. And hope plus faith means that we live in love. Jesus was a hope giver. There was a man called Jairus, and Luke chapter 8, verse 49, we're going to read the story. It says, whilst Jesus was speaking, someone came from the house of Jairus, who was a synagogue ruler. And they said to Jairus and Jesus, your daughter is dead. He said, don't bother the teacher anymore. Is there any hope? And they just answered it and said, we're gone beyond hope. It's finished. Hearing this, (laughs) I love that, don't you? Hearing this, Jesus said to Jairus, Don't be afraid, just believe. What's he doing? He's giving hope. He's not seen his daughter, but he's hearing the words of Jesus, and Jairus must have gone through every Emotion in that moment because he came looking for Jesus. He then got told the answer was his daughter's now dead, and then he's hearing Jesus breathe words of hope don't be afraid, just believe, and she will be healed. So the two of them went off to his house, and when he arrived at the house of Jairus, Jesus did not let anyone go with him except Peter, John, James, and the child's father and mother. Why was that? We know the answer to that because these people had already given up hope. The people outside wailing and crying saying it is hopeless she is dead and Jesus didn't want any of that inside that house. Jesus only wanted the people, Peter, James, John, mother and father, and Jesus, all of whom who were standing in hope because they were wanting to give hope into a hopeless situation. Let the hopelessness stay outside. Jesus was saying to those people, you stay outside and wail if you want to, but we're going to go inside. We've got some business to do. And, uh, a, and then Jesus came out and said to them, stop wailing. She is not dead, but asleep. And the Bible said they laughed at him. There'll be times in your life when you will have a word to say that speaks hope into somebody's life and somebody will laugh at you and say, don't be ridiculous in an economic uncertain time you'll say it's okay Jehovah Jireh and somebody's going don't be ridiculous but we know in our hearts that the Jesus who spoke hope about our finances about our health about our peace about our joy is the Jesus that can do what nobody else can do don't worry if somebody laughed at you they said they laughed at him because they knew that she was dead but he knew something else he was a life giver he was a giver of hope But Jesus took the daughter by the hand, the Bible says, and said, my child, get up. Her spirit returned, and at once she stood up. That's giving hope, and then carrying on to beyond hope, brought the miracle through. God wants you to be a giver of hope. Jesus did the same thing to an outcast. The Bible tells us a story in Matthew chapter 8 about a leper. Now, the lepers were outcasts. They had to live beyond. They weren't allowed to live with people. They had no contact with people. They couldn't touch people. People couldn't touch them. It was against the the law. You were not allowed to go anywhere near, have any connection with, and definitely not touch in any way a leper. And Matthew 8, uh, 8, 2-4 says, A man with leprosy came and knelt before Jesus. So he was already in a risky position and said, Lord, if... You are willing. We go to God with that sometimes, don't we? And say, oh, Lord, if you're willing, can you help me in this situation? I tell you what, God is a very present help in whatever situation that you're in. Amen? Amen. With God's answer to you, when you say to God, if you are, or could you help me, his answer is yes. And Jesus said, he reached, well, actually, he reached out his hand. I love that First, It says the Bible reached, said he reached out his hand. Jesus gave hope to the man by reaching out his hand before he said anything he reached out his hand and touched him that was like the leper nobody's touched me for years I don't know how long he'd been a leper but nobody would have touched him so the touch of Jesus reaching out to him said hope because either now he was going to be healed or Jesus was going to become a leper it was one or the other but Jesus reached out with hope and then he said to him simply be clean And the Bible says immediately he was cured of his leprosy. You know, God wants us sometimes to speak and God wants us sometimes to reach out our hand to help and give hope to people that are around us. You can reach out your hand to help give hope to somebody by by helping with some food by helping with a lift, by helping with something, reaching out. You know, we're we're not just there to be like a, a politician, as it were, just to speak some words. We're there to be by the side of people, to be able to reach out and touch people. We're there to go and help. And Jesus did. He reached out, touched this leper, and gave hope to him, and immediately said to him, be clean. And the guy walked home that night saying knocked, he must have walked home. Knocked, he hadn't been there for a very long time. He'd been a leper and an outcast. And he came home. He will have gone through the whole purification rituals and go to the temple and all the rest of it. And he came and said, look at me. My skin is perfectly clean. This is what the Lord has done. Why? Because he was a giver of hope. The same thing was Jesus giving hope to somebody who'd lived a sinful life. In Luke chapter 23, we talk about the criminals that were Hung that were crucified with Jesus when he was also died. One of the criminals who criminals who hung there ins, hurled insult, insults at Jesus and said, "Are you the Christ?" Cynically he was asking, "Save yourself and us." But the other criminal rebuked him and said, "Don't you fear God?" He said, "Since you are under the same sentence, we are." punished justly for what we are getting what our deeds deserve but this man has done nothing wrong and then he said to Jesus Jesus remember me when you come into your kingdom and Jesus spoke a word of hope he gave hope he said I tell you the truth today you will be with me in paradise he was a giver of hope that man hanging on the cross Jesus didn't come off the cross neither did he bring that guy off the cross but I tell you what, when that guy breathed his last he breathed his last with with hope knowing that the Savior of the world had just told him that where he was going to be he was going to be there as well and that there was going to be life eternal for this man he died in hope because Jesus was a giver of hope you know, sat at home right where you are or wherever you're watching the broadcast from from uh, from destiny today i want to tell you god wants to speak a word of hope into your life as he does into all of us here he's speaking a word of he's a giver of hope he doesn't say i'm going to dig a hole and push you in it he says no i'm going to give you a pair of steps and we're going to walk out of this hole because god is a giver of hope hallelujah what a hope it was a last minute moment for this for this man on the cross You know, I've seen many people in their last minute moments that Jesus has given hope to. We now are called to be givers of hope. In Matthew chapter 10 and verse 8, it says, this is what Jesus was telling his disciples. He said, now go and heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons. Freely you've received, freely give. I mean, there's there's something for us to do on Monday morning, isn't it? There's an agenda for you when you go to work tomorrow you know find somebody who's sick and go and heal them if you find you know well there's plenty of people who've died in one way or the other and those who've got leprosy it might not be leprosy but it might you know some people haven't got leprosy in their skin but other people avoid them because of the life that they've lived or things that they've done and they've become an outcast in society but Jesus is telling us to go and freely you've received freely give Now the context of that verse is Jesus saying all the things, he was talking to his disciples saying all the things that you've received, you received them freely. You didn't pay to go to do a college course. You didn't go and do a workshop. Jesus freely gave those people the authority, the faith, the opportunity to go and heal the sick and raise the dead and they did it because of the grace. That's free giving and jesus was saying to his disciples you've received that freely now go and give that freely don't don't try and set yourself up in the business of uh, you know the first uh, razor from the dead people no it's a place of freedom but you know that in in embedded in that thought is this that we have been blessed so so much haven't we haven't you been blessed yeah. you've been freely blessed God poured out His love. He's poured out His grace. He's poured out His abundance. He's poured out so many things over you and me. And if we have received much, then we need to go and give much. Give hope to people. If you've received the grace of God, I think it's right that we now go and give that same grace to others, don't you? If we receive some peace from God, then we need to go and give that same peace to others. If you receive some wisdom from God, Why not go and get that? Share that same wisdom with others. If you received acceptance from God, then give that same acceptance to other people. You know, sometimes we feel like, I've been accepted by God, but I'm not going to get anywhere near Him. Well, I want to tell you something. The same God that accepted you accepts Him, and we need to learn to go and accept Him and her and it, because that's what we are freely received. We freely give. If you've received provision from God, well, share some of that provision with somebody else, and share it out, because we are givers of hope. If you've received joy, from God well share some of that joy so that others can share in the goodness that God has given you freely you've received freely give this hope that God wants to put within our hearts is not just for our own benefit it's so that we can be a blessing in the world in which we are living in Matthew chapter 5 verse 13 through 16 the Bible talks about this is the chapter about salt and and, and light let's read it together it says you are the salt of the earth but if the salt loses its saltiness how can it be made salty again it is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled by men you are the light of the world a city on a hill cannot be hidden Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men so that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. I want to tell you something, my dear brother and sister today. God is calling us to give hope. And part of the way that we will do it is by being salt and light in the world in which we live what do I mean by that well let's take salt to begin with there's two primary reasons why in this context that Jesus would have chosen this word salt or the idea of salt number one because of lack of refrigeration in those days salt was used as a preservative and and you know when you give hope to somebody you're helping to to preserve them from going bad you know some people they They feel like their life has gone bad. They've gone past their sell-by date. I want to tell you something. You can breathe a word of hope inside people. You, and I want to say that to somebody either here today, you're watching us, you are not past your sell-by date as far as God is concerned. And God wants us as people to give hope, to be salt to people's lives so that they can be well preserved and they can come through as being fresh again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The second reason why salt was there is it was used as a flavor enhancer. And we still use it for that reason. You know, some people put more salt on their dinner than others. Uh, You know, I don't use any salt. I'm not supposed to do it because I I have high blood pressure. So it's like no salt. But sometimes I'm out with people and they go like this. And it looks like there's frost all over the top of their dinner. How many of you know somebody who puts so much salt on their dinner that it looks, okay, hands up going, it just looks like like, like frost, doesn't it? Well, salt is, a, is, a, is an, a, an, an enhancer. You know, when you give hope to somebody, they thought their life had gone bland, they thought they'd lost their, their saltiness, they thought they'd lost their taste, they thought they were good for nothing and nobody would ever like them again. And then you give hope to them and you start to put salt on their lives. And, and that flavor enhancer gives them hope again that their life can be, you'll understand what I'm going to say now, their life can be salty again, can be tasty again, that actually, you know, their life will be desirable again. Their life will be worth something again. God wants you to be a giver of hope to preserve and also as a flavor enhancer to make sure that life doesn't end up being Blind for the future, you know, because the past is gone and oh, the past is better than the future. No, because of hope, our future is better, much better than our past could ever be. And then in that verse, we talked about light. You know, light is powerful. The Bible talks about darkness cannot put it out, it can't overwhelm it. You know, in this great big building in the middle of the night, turn on one little flashlight, turn on your phone light. And suddenly in the middle of the darkness, there's a light shining. Light is powerful. Light helps you to find your way. Light shines up in a dark place. And I want to tell you something. Hope, when you speak a word of hope, it turns on a flashlight. You might meet somebody tomorrow at work. And and they they feel like they're living in a dark place. Living in a dark world. Living in a dark future. living Everything is darkness. And then you walk into their life. And you... You give hope. Remember, we're talking about giving hope. And you give hope. You speak a word of encouragement. You speak some life to them. And you like putting on a flashlight to them. And, and, and now there's a light on their path. And they, they're given hope. They're given confidence. They're given a sense of, wow, I can still have a future. Because of the grace of God. And that's what the power of light is. It's like a flashlight showing the next step to take that reassures us. I love this thought as well, that salt and light are both very immediate. You've got a dinner there, and you put salt on it, and immediately it's tasty. You've got a light, and you turn the light on, and in the darkness, it's, it's immediately you've got light. I believe that God wants to do some immediately in some people's lives. You know, there are some things that take a long time that work through, but there's something about hope that can come and breathe into you, maybe even today, maybe even to you where you're watching me right now. God wants to speak a word that says immediately, and today, and now, but now. We're turning on a flashlight of hope. We're giving hope. We're giving a flashlight hope that says to people, the grace of God is able to meet you where you are right now, right today. You can get up on Monday morning feeling very differently than you did on Sunday morning because of hope that God brings. So how do we give hope? Four little things as I conclude my message today. Number one, it's very simple. Do it. You will never give hope unless you do it. It's like uh, New Year's resolutions. You know, I'm going to lose, I don't know, half a stone or whatever it might be. Guess what the first step to losing some weight is? You've got to do it. You've got to put into practice something that says, this is my program. This is what I'm going to adjust. I'm going to the first step isn't it so it's a do it verse in 1 corinthians 11 verse 23 it's actually within the context of uh, of communion but actually it has is an indicative verse it gives us a clue into a way god wants us to do it it says this for i have received from the lord that which i passed on to you what have we received from the lord well many things but one of the things that we have received that you've maybe received is faith that has produced hope And now it's time to be able to go and pass it on. So what I have received from the Lord, that which I pass on to you. You know, what effect? What is the difference that you make to the people's lives around you? You know, God is calling you to be salt. He's calling you to be light. He's calling you to go and do it. He's calling you to pass it on. Tomorrow when you go to work, pass it on. Today when you're with your family, pass it on. Don't keep, you know, that good news to yourself. Pass it on. Pass it on. God is calling us to be a giver of hope. Giver of hope. That's Jesus. And we've received that and now he's saying, do it. Pass it on. In 2 Kings 7 verse 9 says, we're not doing what is right. This is a day of good news and we're keeping it to ourselves. Don't keep it to yourself. Pass it on. You have the words of eternal life. Pass them on. You've discovered what faith is. Pass it on. You've discovered what it feels like to be forgiven pass it on. you've discovered what a confidence it is inside your own heart when you know you get up in the morning and you say yes, this is the day the Lord has made and we're going to rejoice and be glad in it. The people at work have never found that yet. You've got to pass it on. We're supposed to talk about Jesus. We're supposed to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is a message about evangelism, basically. It's all about passing it on and giving hope, making a difference in the world. When you walk into a room, when I walk into a room, we should be like turning on a light for people. Make sure that, I, that we make a difference for good. And how do we start it? Number one, just do it. Number two, decide to be an encourager. It's very easy to be a discourager. Man, there's enough stories going around in the world today that are just. Blah, 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 blah. And the whole world is looking to try and put the foot out and trip somebody up. And if somebody's tripped up and they're, they're, they're flat in the, dirt, in the dirt, you know, be that a politician, a businessman, or even a friend, down, you know, and it's and like weak and wax eloquent about that. Well, God is calling us to be a giver of hope. If you're going to give hope to somebody, whether they are still walking or whether they are falling or whether they're down in the dirt, be a giver of hope to them. And encouragement is the... Is the most incredible tool, ministry that God has given to us to be able to go and bring hope to somebody. You know, encourager, it just means encourages, in courage, to give courage to somebody. It's not just to slap them on the back and say, it's going to be all right. No, the word encourage is in courage. It means that God wants to, you to be able to give courage to somebody. You know, my, my life verse is out of Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, when he says, be strong and of good courage. You know, because you're going to lead these people to inherit the land. That's, and and I, I, I hold on to that all the time. That's why, that's why I'm doing what I'm doing and still doing it with joy and passion and drive and hope in my heart. Because we've got to be of strong and of good courage. Now, we can bring courage to others by giving them hope somebody who hasn't done much really but we go and encourage them and we say you know God is with you God's going to bring you through it's like Jesus said to Jairus if you remember oh don't worry she's not going to die that man must have walked back to the house thinking like what in the world does that mean and I want to say to some of you today just maybe to you and say to you hope is coming it might have been a hard long night but hope is coming But not just to you. We now need to go and say to the people around us to go and give hope. Go and give hope wherever you go. Go and turn the flashlight on wherever you go. Go and make a difference. Make a phone call or two this afternoon and encourage somebody. In John chapter 16 verse 33 it says, I've told you these things so that you may have peace. In this world you'll have trouble, but take heart. Be encouraged. That's what that means. I have overcome the world. We can tell. I've told you these things, Jesus said. You know, and, and to encourage somebody isn't just have a nice thought about them or a private thought. He's actually going to go, to go to somebody and say, you know what? I just want to tell you something as a word from the Lord, from the Bible. I'm not asking you to go and take like prophetic predictions over somebody. You know, you can get really into a lot of trouble for that. But you go to, you can go and speak the word of the Lord to them, can't you? You're going to, you can go and say to somebody, you know, no matter what you're going through, goodness and mercy are chasing after you all the days of your life. You can go and say to them, the Lord is your shepherd. You can go and say to somebody, you know what? Because He is, you're not going to lack any good thing. And you can bring the word of encouragement to them. That's why Romans 15, 13 says... That's the verse that we're looking at. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him so that you may overflow with hope in the power of the Holy Spirit. May you, you can speak it over them and say, May the God of hope, I'm speaking it over you today. May the God of hope fill you with joy and with peace as you trust Him. It's its an encouragement. Just decide to be an encourager. In 1 Thessalonians 4.18 it says, Therefore encourage each other with these words give hope and if you're going to give hope to somebody we're going to have to learn how to speak words of encouragement over people's lives You know, sometimes we're very quiet people get very shy people get very nervous people well let's speak words of life we're, we're very quiet until it comes to speaking something negative but when it comes to speaking something positive we're we're short of words well don't speak words of life over people Speak it out. We, when our kids were, were younger, we used to speak words of life over them when they were asleep. They had no idea some of the prophecies that me and Rachel spoke over our kids when they were asleep. Uh, and we did it over breakfast and over lunch and over dinner and when we were in the car and all the time and still do it to them. And we need to do it to one another. Help each other. Give. Be a giver of hope. Whatever comes out of your mouth, whatever you do, make it giver of hope. People who don't give hope then you know it's like locking somebody in the prison door, turning the key and throwing the key away. It doesn't bring life, does it? But the words of Jesus, I tell you, they give life. Let them flow flow through you. Number three of four. Number three is believe and expect miracles. If you're going to be a giver of hope, don't just do it willy-nilly. Do it with a sense of yes, God is going to do this. Remember, faith produces hope. Faith plus hope helps us to walk in love. You're loving somebody and you're believing faith is going to work. going to work. When you speak a word of encouragement, imagine it. Believe it. See it as though it's going to happen. You know, somebody might be in a really difficult position and you say to them, you know what? You know, this, this night is going to not last forever. See their morning coming up and the sun coming up for them. You know, somebody's really stuck financially, but you bring a word of encouragement to them and say, my God is going to meet all your needs. See it as be them being blessed and prospering. See it. Somebody who's sick and you say, you know, He is the Lord that heals you. See them as being well and healed. We've got to believe The promises of God. Amen? If you're going to be a true giver of hope, then we've got to believe and expect miracles. John chapter 14, 12 says, I'll tell you the truth. Anyone who has faith in me will do what I've been doing. He will do even greater things because I'm going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Son may bring glory to the Father. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. Awesome! I mean, what an incredible verse. That's that's your verse today. You can ask, but not only just ask for you, but you can ask for somebody that you're going to become a giver of hope to. And number four, and my last point for this morning is this. Love people enough. Love people enough to want to lift them up. So number one was do it, number two was decide to be an encourager, number three was believe and expect miracles, and number four is love people enough to want to lift them up. If you're, going to want, if you're going to be a life giver, it's because you want to lift somebody up. It's because you want to give them the light of a new day, it's because somebody's been in a difficult situation and you want to help them to bring through. Oh, and by the way, when you do that to somebody, guess what's going to happen to you? When you've had a tough day, somebody's going to do it to you as well. Because what you sow, you will reap. And then you'll, you'll hit your tough day, but there'll be somebody else who loves you enough to be able to go and bring you a word of turn the flashlight on in your life as well. In 1 Thessalonians 5, 11, it says, Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up just as in fact you are doing. In Hebrews 10, 23, it says, Let us hold unswervingly to the hope. We profess for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. Let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. But let us encourage one another. And all the more as we see the day, capital D, that's the second coming of Jesus, the day approaching. Let us encourage one another. Let's build each other up. Let's, let's give hope to one another. But not just in the household of faith let's go and be a light in the dark place in the society in which we are living and in Romans chapter 1 verse 11 it says this I long to see you I love this when Paul is talking here in the Romans I long to see you so that I may impart to you some spiritual gift some encouragement to make you strong some giver of hope to make you strong That is that you and I may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. Isn't that a beautiful thing? Just listen to that last phrase of that verse. That you and I may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. Now that is faith producing hope. And when we go and do something, that is hope that is being given out. Hope that isn't just there for my consumption. But it's hope that is going to be there for me to be able to go and do something for the people around me. God wants you to be a life giver. He wants you to be a hope giver, a giver of hope. It's time to give it away, brothers and sisters. It's time to sow hope. It's time to sow s- a smile. It's time to, s- to sow a verse of the Word of God. It's time to go and do something that is like going to make a difference in people's lives. God wants to do something amazing, I believe, through you this week to do something through you maybe he needs to do something in you first maybe you need today to go and give your empty heart to God and say fill me again with hope that we might receive hope be filled with joy and peace you can receive it right now and then be a giver what you have received freely give if you've never given your life to Jesus Christ before this day I want to encourage you This is your day of salvation. This is the day to come and find hope for life and to hope for eternal life. To find hope for forgiveness for everything you've ever done. To find hope for the blessing of God which will provide all of your needs. And To every one of us here or watching, you know, we can find hope, enough hope to give away. Let's go make a difference, shall we? Let's go and shine a flashlight in a dark world and give all the glory to Jesus. May God bless you this week. Have a fantastic week. Thank you very much. God bless you.